Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and shine football fans welcome to morning footy happy wednesday glad to have you with us i'm susanna collins alongside nico cantor darian jenkins making her morning footy welcome. debut thank you welcome. thank you <gasps> alexis guerrero is back from his cruise we've got <laughs> for some headlines should we get into some champions league you guys we have so much champions league to talk about today yeah. it's wild you know very yeah. well manhandling the uh, galazzo show yesterday you did great thank you it was really fun you and freddie lumberg um but let's check out yesterday's results shall we there were some good ones uh bayern munich at the 2-1 win over fc copenhagen in group a Ooh, galatasaray 3-2 over manchester united we're going to dive into that one shortly psv and sevilla a 2-2 draw Lons beat Arsenal 2-1. Braga with the last-minute winner, 3-2 over Union Berlin. Real Madrid, 3-2 over Napoli. Real Sociedad, 2-0 over FC Salzburg. And Inter Milan get the 1-0 win over Benfica. Okay, let's get into that Manchester United Galatasaray match from Group A. Here are the highlights. It all started out so well. For Manchester United, Nico, yeah, they looked good. They definitely did. Galatasaray getting caught upfield and Marcus Rashford isolated with Abdul Karim Bardakche puts the ball in and Davinson Sanchez is beat. And Hoyland, you paid big money for him to score and he started out scoring. But United's oh, leads didn't they cannot last run. long. And Route 1 football, Davinson Sanchez, long ball to Wilfred Zaha, formerly of Manchester United, most synonymous with his time at Crystal Palace, Oof. the Ivorian international, raised in England, tick over the goalkeeper, Onana, who, again, oh, in this game, Not a great left game for some him. questions. Again, again, again. And then 67th minute here, Hoyland, again. And at this point, I feel like Manchester United fans were starting to feel a little bit more confident. They're like, okay, this is our goal scorer. This is the, the guy that we thought he was going to be. And then this play, and then this. <laughs> it's Icardi that really sets it up from a throw-in to find Boris Alperilmas back inside to Kerem Akturkolu, uh, who needed a little bit of redemption. Oh, gosh, and then the giveaway. The giveaway again from Onana, and then Casemiro getting his second yellow of the game. That's a red. They, he's off. So now they're down to 10 men. So Icardi steps up to take the pen, and... Yeah, missed. Oh, misses the frame. I mean, to not even get it on frame is rough. But this is 
this is the, the the ups and downs of having Icardi on your team. Yeah. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he gets it back, and you'll see here, bit of a mistake, gets the ball in transition. And where are the center backs? You look back at two of the three of these goals, and there's just not a center back inside no, of the striker. It's not – that is more – it's Amrabat keeping everybody on side. Yeah, the back he, line yeah. was so he, disjointed. He clears the ball, and he's jogging back. And Davinson Sanchez naturally just heads it back in towards, towards Icardi's direction. And he's clear of the center backs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The center backs would believe they're offside. No, but the guy that's clearing the ball who's a makeshift left back because you bring Amrabat to play midfield in Manchester yeah. United. And that's a whole conversation in itself. It's like, I understand Malasia's injured. I understand Luke Shaw's injured. But there's really no other left-footed defender that you can fill in that spot where you have to bring in one of your key summer signings to deputize at left back when he's doing that type of stuff where he's clearly not used to playing left yeah. back. That's that's like now we're going down the rabbit hole at all the problems that, at United. That's how dire it is. Mm -hmm. That's how dire it is. And and Amrabat has said, like, I will play whatever position you need me to play in, and mm. it is clearly not his best. Is but trying to goalkeeper my, next? my thing, so this is another <laughs> another loss at home. Another loss at Old Trafford for for Manchester United. Yeah. Galatasaray had never won. This was their first win on English so, soil. Like in a hundred yeah. years or something like that, something crazy. And 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 again, a Manchester United team that is unable, Darian, to hold on to a lead. You know, they get a little bit of momentum. And then within minutes, two times in this match, they're, they relinquish it. I mean, what does that tell you about this team. Yeah, I just think it shows how disjointed they are. Like, even from a management standpoint down to the pitch, they had these moments where, especially Rashford, I thought was so well going 1v1 and creating opportunities, and they're just not finishing them. And then the quick transitions where they're so disorganized, teams are preying on that. I think watching these games, going in, they're going to say, you know what? These moments are going to happen. They're going to make mistakes. We just have to finish the opportunities, mm -hmm. and that's what the result of this match. That's a great note because it, 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 it brings me to the point that I remember I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, that era of Manchester United where – I feared them where that Fergie time, that they'll never give up, they're going to find a way to win. You beg for that final whistle to come. Now it's the opposite. Now Manchester United fans are begging for that final whistle to come mm -hmm. because there's just any more extra time, they're going to find a way to be calamitous and they give up a goal. I mean, they, look, Eric Ten Hag has been wanting to be the best transition team in Europe, and they've, they've now got Hoyland, whose speed can convert across that's whipped in fast right to the forehead. I mean, they've got these pieces, but everything else just looks like an absolute mistake. Maybe it's the, maybe it's Shaw, maybe it's you know some of the other missing pieces, but this is looking, again, it's continuing to look worse and worse and worse. We talked about Amrabat being on the uh, left back. How, at what point do you say, like, you gotta stop taking these big risks? Mm -hmm. You've just gotta put in a team that's maybe just gonna park the bus, do something to get a point, because you're last in your group, two losses, you know, minus two goal differential in Champions League. Is that what the Manchester United fans are coming to Old Trafford for? Mm. Because that used to be a fortress. That used to be really difficult to win in. Now, not so much. And then as a player, you're thinking, too, am I really being set up for success going into this match? Like, how confident do you feel a makeshift left back? You're not, you know, there's a simple mistake of you simply not getting up the field 10 yards to make a Cardi offsides. I think it's difficult going to the next game thinking, how do we remain confident? And even those lapses in the game, that's just where they lose over and over again. Mm -hmm. I, it, the Onana error as hmm. well. This is the second game in a row where he's had a, a poor clearance that led directly to a, a goal-scoring opportunity. And I, I, it just feels like at every level on this Manchester United team, 
there are these these mental lapses or a lack of confidence. I don't know what it is. Which there was the go. poor clearance that led to the goal? The, the well, penalty. The penalty. Oh, the, oh, scoring oh, the penalty. Ah, okay. Um, right, but that's more of, I would place much more blame on the center backs trying to. Yeah, no, no, correct. I mean, the. the it was a terrible. You're, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a cheap it was. It was, it was and I'm read it. If goalkeeping right. is a game of confidence, you know, look at Onana. He doesn't have any right now. Yeah. And now it's a game of chicken. Now, do you bench him and maybe destroy the little bit of confidence he has, or do you back him knowing it could potentially be the end of your career exactly. as a Manchester United it's, manager for Eric Ten it's, it's very tough because, again, Onana was brought to because he's better playing yes. out of the back than yeah. De Gea, and he gives the ball away on that opportunity. He at did least it in the first a, a as well. This it's is a, it's a, it's a massive detriment to United, and not only that, it's like, okay, out of the back, you're not having been playing well, but back it up with your hands in between net. And he gets chipped from a pretty significant distance from Icardi. Went down early. Uh, and he, he just sat down, mm -hmm. Icardi chips him. There's so many question marks around the goalkeeper. This is the lowest point in the Ten Hag era at Manchester United. And I don't want to end this segment before giving credit to Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Give them some flowers. Mika. Because, again, not only did they not get a result in their favor in match day one, they're a team that's been built to compete in the Champions League. And I'll repeat, for Fenerbahce, for Galatasaray, Turkish Super League, it's too easy for them. It's almost like they don't take it as seriously as they should. Not Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce, by the way, is perfect in mm -hmm. Turkish Super League. But we saw the penalty kick over the weekend that Kerem lays it off for Icardi. They tried to do the, the Messi Suarez yeah. or the Neymar Suarez. I forget who it was, but Cruyff did it back in the day. And they missed. And they missed. When, if you're thinking ahead, hey, we got Manchester United coming up next. Maybe the person that's going to take the penalty kick should be taking the penalty kick, right? And not doing this whole comical miss at the end of the day, but they got their opportunity. Man down, they, they figured it out, and Icardi has those things where it's, you know, he'll miss a penalty kick, and then he'll turn it up, and boom, game over. And I'm sure Manchester United fans are looking at that, you know, uh, Zaha goal thinking, what could have been? You know, mm -hmm. they, there was rumors that he was uh, potentially going to be sold back, you know, that uh, whether he would have gone or not. Mm -hmm. Arsenal were linked to him, ends up going to Galatasaray, people thinking in England, that's the end of his career, that's a farmer's league. Well, a couple farmers just beat you in your own home turf. Yeah. Even the French Farmers League, right? <laughs> talking about. Well, what are you talking about? That's, not, I gotta go. What were we yeah. So, <laughs> Alexis, Alexis, you're uh, you're Eric Ten Hag right yeah. now. Okay, your okay. your team has collected zero points in, in no, two okay. matches. Just had a double Bald check head. to make sure it was still there. Bald head. That, put the bowler hat yeah. on you and turn. This is like Onana holding off Brian Brian life over here. <laughs> What are what are you saying to your team? Like, what, what's, the, what's the message to the team? What are you thinking tactically at this point? I mean, because this is, Nico said it, like, this is probably the lowest point of his tenure it's at the worst Manchester, Manchester United. United start in, a Premier League, in the Premier League history to a, to a season. Uh, if, uh, personally, if you ask me, it's we got to get results. The only thing that's going to make this fan base stop booing at the end of these matches is results. And you got to do whatever it takes. If you want to be a transition team, then stop with the fanciness. Lock it down, park that bus, 
just squeak out some victories or some draws, get some results, get some points on the board, and get, start to bring back a little bit of confidence. Because this is looking bad from your strikers back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, this, this isn't a good feeling around Manchester United. And it feels like, who's going to make the mistake today every time they touch mm -hmm. the pitch? And because of that feeling that seems to surround this, this entire club, you want to you bring it down, get back to basics, just get some results, and from there you can build. I can't believe how they've fallen off. After last season, the amount of money they they were on mm -hmm. an upward trajectory. It seemed like the project was healthy, mm -hmm. on the right path. They were making the right decisions. Ted Hag told Ronaldo, "Thanks, but we can't have you like this." And they moved on, and they got better. Yeah, and they had a decent finish. To, in the Prem, decent, because Manchester United should be finishing first, right, if we're considering history and whatnot. But in the wider context of the season, they finished strong. And then the drop-off out of nowhere. Mind you, when we started the season, what did I say about Manchester United? Oh, Remember gosh, when we had said, our predictions? Yes. Yeah, you, I did, said, you, did you say title contender? I, I thought they were going to be a title contender. Yeah. Just, if I'm judging off of how they finished the season, it looked like it was going towards Good the right direction. For, for no, straight Admitting up. It's it. just because I'm that surprised. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. It you, is. Know, you, you, you didn't find your nine, an unproven striker. You bring in Hoyland, all right. But I was confident in the decision that Eric Ten Hag had made to get the club to where it was in May. Based on based and on the way happened. they based on the way they finished last season, based on how they look on paper, it is quite shocking that they have been as dismal as it's been. And I can only imagine, Darren, from a player's perspective, just what that must feel like. Um, the, the type of expectations that come when you're playing for a club like Manchester United and to have these re poor results, especially at home, cannot feel good at all. Yeah, no, it's got to feel terrible. And then to be booed at your home stadium after Ugh. a match, like, it's just the nail in the coffin of your confidence going into the following matches. Like, it's, it's just the beginning. Yeah. So they have a lot to change. And I think, to you're right, I think they need to park the bus and just build some confidence and focus on these transition moments and use their 1v1 abilities to score some goals. But they need a complete reset because it's disappointing. Back to basics, mm -hmm. y'all. Well, they're, well, they're not even going to get a complete reset. You mean playing-wise? Playing this is going to be this is this is what you got. Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? do they, they can't even afford to fire Ted Hug. Maybe a reset is firing the manager, but Amarba can they? and Casemiro next to each other in front of the the back four. That will help. Yeah. Don't let of, anything yeah, through. That will yeah. go a very far way. That's why you went and got Amrabat. And figure out what you're gonna do in left back because it ain't Amrabat. like mm -hmm. like this is what you have, <laughs> and you gotta figure it out with what it's you have. It's wild. Go three at the back, bro. Go way, three at the back. Way more questions than answers I like that. with three, Manchester five, two, United. Three. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. We're just, we're just scratching the surface of our Champions League conversations today. We're gonna take a quick time out. Due to Pavel, we'll be back with some headlines when we come back. Stick around. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Sharon just casually showing up at Ipswich Town's locker room to serenade them seems like totally normal, right? Boy, the English love a sing-along. Huh? <laughs> 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 I love 
love There's it. There's nothing okay. like post. I, I have no idea. Post game Ed Sheeran to get me pumped, pumped up. Right? <laughs> uh. I, yeah, I wouldn't say he. You know, his music is is the most uh, pump up of the of yeah. the type of variety. But it, I do love me some his Ed Sheeran. Music. Like, we it's all catchy just graduated as heck. High school. That's what I. That's the vibe. So apparently I'm he's newly a big Lodge Town fan. I wonder what Sir Bobby Robson would be thinking of Ed Sheeran in in the dressing room. Just, I actually wow. wonder. No, no, I, wow. I genuinely wonder wait, because wait. he was a people, was he's a player's manager. Sir Bobby Robson? Yeah. What was Black the, and white what photo? Was the, Sir Bobby No, I, I genuinely wonder because he was a very, very well-liked. It's like, <laughs> yes, it, it's giving that energy, but he was different. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how that affects the Fun fact about Ed Sheeran, started as a rapper. It's real. I'm not making that I up. I believe that. Really? Started as a rapper, yeah. Our producer, Jen, said that it, his concert was one of the best shows she's ever been to. And, if you've, met, and if you've he, ever met Jen, you know that's exactly what you would say. I, I would go see Ed Sheeran. I love his, I think he, he writes catchy music. You can't, you can't deny he it. it. He makes hits. He makes, he's a he doesn't make hit hits. machine. Hmm. Yeah. Shape of you, come on. That would have been top of the that table in the mine. championship. Ipswich? Oh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to write a song about them next. Top of the charts, top of the table, the kid can't miss. You know? Yo, go to Arsenal's locker room next year. <laughs> we need you. Um, all right, are we going to send it to Duda for some headlines? Nice. Are you ready for this, Duda? Go, Duda. Ready, Suzanne, always, always. Also ready for Ed Sheeran, too, anytime. Are, are, come on. Can well, we should, should, of course. His music's catchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it is, for sure. 100%. I feel like a lot. there's a lot of Ed Sheeran hate out there at some point. Yeah. Because it's not cool. It's like not like, you know. I feel like he's like untouchable. It's very ugly. If you get a chance, I would say go to Ed Sheeran con concert. Like he does everything. He's the only one on stage. He does all the music. Yes, he's got his sing. little foot pedal thing. It's a, it's a performance. See, there you go. Duda knows. <laughs> she also knows headlines. And hey. <laughs> things about Neymar. Because that's where we're going to start with Neymar in the Asian Champions League. Guess what? Neymar scored his first goal for Al Hilal. Oh. Oh, incredible goal. Nice. What a golazo. He scored after converting a penalty to score his first goal for Al Hilal, helping the Saudi Giants with a 3 0 win over Iranian side Nahasi Mazandaran. The Brazilian star joined Al Hilal in a $99 million transfer. Must be nice. This summer, it will be looking to lead the club to its fifth Asian Champions League title. Al Hilal opened the group play with a shocking draw with Navo Bajor last month. From Brazil's biggest star to two of its biggest clubs, Internacional and Fluminense will face off tonight in their Copa Libertadores second leg. They played to a 2-2 draw in the first leg, with Herman Cano equalizing in the 78th minute to help Inter with the draw. Inter is searching for the third Libertadores title, while Fluminense is in search for their first. Where's Corinthians? Oh, oh Nico! <laughs> Where's Boca? Yeah, in the, in the Copa Libertadores semifinal. Where's River? Not in the hey, Copa Libertadores semifinal. But the good news is, U.S. Vince national team midfielder Johnny Cardoso started the first leg for Inter and will attempt to become the first American to play in the Copa Libertadores final with a win over Fluminense. And now we move to Europe, where struggling Ajax has turned to a familiar face to try to help them snap out of their funk. Louis van Gaal has been hired as an advisor and joins the Jack side, sitting in 15th place in their Eredivisie. 
The Amsterdam club failed to qualify for the Champions League after a third-place finish last season and are currently in a five-match winning streak in all competitions. Now let's talk MLS because Inter Miami's quest for a playoff spot takes them to Chicago tonight. To take on the fire and Messi availability is still a mystery. Miami head coach Tata Martino failed to provide an injury update yesterday, but Messi was involved in part of training. That's good news already. More than 60,000 tickets were sold for tonight's match, but many of those fans could choose to stay at home if Messi doesn't play. But the Fire are trying to get all of the fans still out to the match by offering a 250 credit to Fire season tickets for anyone who makes it out to Soldier Field. So make sure you go either way. Inter Miami is four points out of the playoff places with three matches left in the regular season. And now, because we are going to talk about the audio that has dropped, we head to England because the audio from the controversial Tottenham against Liverpool match has been released to the public, helping shed some light or not into the events that led match officials to the incorrectly disallow of a Luis Diaz goal in Liverpool's eventual 2-1 loss to the Spurs. The audio has clearly showed when they realized that an incorrect, when an incorrect decision was made and the moment when they agreed that it was too late to stop the match and undo the mistake. Guess what? We are going to take a listen to it right now. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, the decision was offside. Are you, are you happy with this? Yeah. Are you happy with this? Offside decision. Right. Go. Yeah. That's, no, that's not what it does. What? On-field decision was offside. Are you happy with this Never image? Yes, onside. The image we gave him is onside. Left back. He's played, he's yeah. gone offside. Delay, delay, delay. They're oh, Oli's saying to delay. Oli's saying to delay. Pardon? Oli's calling in to say delay the game. To, to complete. The yeah. decision is offside. Cut this in. My friend Susanna. I am so sorry. But I'm once have again. I am not a Liverpool fan, but I feel for you. Let him have it. Are you find a happy place? Are you okay? I'm good like a boxer in a corner. Has a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Would you rather not even listen to the outer? Because in my opinion there. It's clear they they knew. Mm -hmm. it was oh, they incorrect. knew. They knew. Mm -hmm. And they said immediately. And he says, "There's nothing we can do. It's too late." How? How? I know <sighs> there is a rule after you review yeah. the VAR, you cannot go back. But what did they do here? Uh, I mean, it was just a complete and utter failure on on all parts. I mean, the communication breakdown is just. I mean, I've said this word a million times, but it is. It's just so flippin' egregious what what happened. And I think the, the immediate recognition of them, you know, you heard the expletive, you mm -hmm. heard them, they, they realized of that, they, that they, they completely missed the call on the field. There was a complete communication breakdown of what actually the call on the field was as opposed to what the VAR thought the mm. call was. As soon, I'm talking seconds. This happened within seconds. And I understand, Nico, that there are rules in place and that you cannot stop the game once it has restarted. It has it's restarted. Mm -hmm. I understand. And I know that you're going to make the argument that you cannot, you know, disturb the integrity of the game. But to me, the missed call, when you miss the call on the field, the VAR, you have one job. To me, 
that is, like, like that, the, the integrity of the game is already compromised. It's, it's already so, compromised at that point. And I'm, and I'm saying, this is a goal. This is a, 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 a what would have been a, an incredibly important goal. We don't know how the match would have transpired or finished after that. But this is a crucial, crucial goal-scoring opportunity. And in Major League Soccer, when they go to VAR, and I will give them a huge amount of credit for this, and this is the first league to implement VAR, they take their time. And whether right. or not that's good for the game, okay, we can have that conversation. That's another, another debate. But you will see them listening, communicating. There is a clear line there. They are, they are getting all of the information. There was such a rush to continue the play, to continue the game that they missed what was an incredibly important moment. And, and I believe, like for, in my eyes, that game should have been delayed. I don't know who was, who was calling for delay, 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 delay yeah, on that, that recording. You legally can't do no, yeah, it. So but you can. But you can. But you can. You can't. You can make the rules. Yes, you can. Wrong. No, you can't. Then yes, you're you violating can. the laws of the game per IFAB. And then, and then the, you could just make the laws up of the, the game are, are. The laws of the game that if a player is outside and point. scores, that that right. counts. That, that that's is, going against the rules of the game. No, because that's you're just making a mistake. You're not. They made a mistake. VAR was brought in and to avoid mistakes. Okay, they and caught this the mistake, is, and, this and is because what you guys are within so continued, this, so they said, "Well, we can't this, do anything." This also, stop being so nebbishy on this microphone. Uh, is this what you want? Is this what you want, bro? Say it was onside. You got it wrong. What's the right. point of bringing in VAR so, to get these calls right to then get it right, but not be able to say anything because somebody blew a whistle? This is stupid. Why have so, it if you're not going to use it correctly? This is this is what you guys are feeling because when <laughs> they are a lot of this is right. Because I understand because it's inexcusable <laughs> that when you have the technology, you have all the tools to get it right, you get it so disgustingly oh. incorrect. There's no excuse. You bring VAR to bring justice to the game, <clears throat> excuse me, and you get it wrong like this. They started switching the way that they speak. And I think in the Chelsea game, two days afterwards. That's massively but important. We've become, yep. with VAR now, so obsessed with measuring lines and making everything so quick and, and, and putting the second because line here, the for. other line there, that we're not paying attention to what it is. And for the Premier League standard, that it's the best league in the world where the players are competing at the most elite level, you expect the referees to be at the same standard. And they drop the ball so massively. And it's... I understand what you guys are saying. It's ridiculous that if they if they can't if they didn't call the offsides because they mess up so much, now you got to right the wrong by twisting. There a should rule. be a new rule. They've 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 created well, new rules for this an, anyway. That's this an IFAB thing. This should that, that's an international this football association board. IFAB, iPhone. I don't care what, I, whose it is. This is a complete abject failure. You got the is. call right on the video, but because of the way you communicated, yeah. a team you, loses out on points. And mind you, you said it's the top level league. There's so much money on the line based yeah, on where you finish. Agree. This could cost a specific club millions of dollars. This could cause 
the fans, they could, they might have to sell, they could potentially have to sell players versus get a big player because of this simple mistake. And the mistake was communication. It wasn't a failure of the system. It is ridiculous to suggest that because IFAB wrote on a piece of paper, hey, also, by the time the whistle blows, you can't stop it. You got the call wrong. You got your job wrong. Mm -hmm. Now go back and correct it. But you can't. You can't. You, you, got, can. you got your job wrong. You Put your hands up. Guess what happened? No. My mommy stood all the time. You can't running. because one, one, <laughs> no, but you can't because then, then you're deliberately violating the rules. The rule was was it, not imagine, correctly imagine, to begin I'm Pandora's throwing these rules out the window. Yeah, imagine the Pandora's box. You I'm open done. up the precedent that you send if you say, okay, you know what? Let's manipulate the rules to, first off, you shouldn't be making that mistake. And then it's like, okay, now let me, as a referee, you say, oh, how would this look on me if I have to now go and manipulate the rules to fix a horrific mistake that should have never been made? Better than it's one guy going, oh, bleep. Oh, I yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate him admitting the mistake and them switching it more than just listening to that audio of, are you sure about that, Daz? Are you sure? Yeah. Like, <sighs> come on. This is ridiculous. As a player? Dearest barrister, I believe we may have made a mistake in the... Are you Would you stop with this language, yeah. bro? You're not talking to the queen I'm, or the king. I'm, I'm, just say, yo, we messed I'm up. Thinking, stop I'm thinking <laughs> of the sequence of events from a referee's perspective, and it would have been a whole can of worms that would have been even more messy Really? Then, yeah. Yeah, you be, so? because, you're, because you're manipulating the integrity of the game purposefully. What there is no integrity of the game. What integrity? Which has probably gone out the window at this point, but, they not gonna, but it sets a precedent. I think the punishment for him willingly manipulating the rules to mess up a, an, a horrific error, the fallout from that would have been much worse from PGMO. Uh, you know what? That I think you're wrong. You got, at some point, you got to fall on a sword when you're the one who made a mistake. Yeah. Check complete. But it's not, it's not the mm -hmm. on-field referee, nope. it's the VAR that put the referee Good in goal. that decision. They're a unit. The refereeing Correct. is a unit. Correct. Bad goal. Good goal. Bad goal. <laughs> Were you onside or off? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Too, much, too, much, too much lingo, too much conversation. Dude, look what you've done. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. I believe a mistake has been made. Enough. <laughs> My blood pressure needs to come down. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. I actually do Ridiculous. need a break. The you vein on my forehead's like popping As per the VAR, it has seemed. <laughs> All right, we're going to dive into groups A and B after Susanna calms down. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome back. Champions League Group A and B action from yesterday. Here's a look at the results. Copenhagen lose 1-2 to Bayern Munich. As we mentioned, Galatasaray beat Manchester United at Old Trafford 3-2. PSV and Sevilla end in a 2-2 draw. And Lens get the 2-1 win over Arsenal. Let's get into the highlights from Copenhagen Bayern Munich. And we pick it up in the 55th minute here. So, I mean, force a Copenhagen for this. Mm -hmm. Remember yesterday when we said that Copenhagen had no chance? Yeah, we did. And Leraja scores an absolute <laughs> golazo. And I was sweating because we all on the desk yesterday said that there was no way that Copenhagen could win. I can't remember what your score prediction was, but it mm. was very three heavy. one. I think yeah, I, I think it was or three four one. zero. So they got. I mean, the thing about Copenhagen is they, they obviously, they play an attractive style of football. They're exciting to watch. But Bayern is so stacked. Oh, mm -hmm. Musiala. Musiala's dribbling ability is finishing. 
He keeps the ball so tight. There's just no one that can get it off of him. First goal of the season for him with a nice little nutmeg included. And then Matis Tell, who got subbed on. A nice little flick. Muller onto the ball mm. and ends up setting him up. Uh. At the end of the day, I feel like Bayern's quality can bail them out mm -hmm. in any circumstance, but they've, like I said yesterday, they're conceding a lot. Yeah. They're, 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 not they're not a robust, organized squad as we've been used to. Um, they've dropped points against Leverkusen, they've dropped points against Leipzig, and they have had close calls against Copenhagen. Even against Manchester United, that game was back and forth. Considering where both clubs are at, Bayern should have beat United on the score line with a little bit more of a difference. Well, that game was closer in scoreline than it, it was four, actually three. was. And all of Manchester United's goals came at the very end. Mm -hmm. right, but they always game. fought back. They always fought back. They always fought back. And they got that goal back three Bayern times. kind of yeah. took their foot off the gas a little bit yeah. in that one. In this one, I think what was interesting was that, you know, they're scoreless in the, in the first half. And then it's Copenhagen that gets on the board first. And suddenly the pressure is on Bayern. And what I think, you know, I, I, I think that Bayern's ability to get back into this one, you know, it was kind of like that little the little scare that they needed. And then you saw what they can do. I mean, they're they're unbeaten in 36 straight Champions League group yeah, stage. Winning the last 15 in matches. a row. So, the, Bayern are fine. You yeah. know, I, 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 I agree. I agree that there are some, right. some weaknesses, and but they Kim are a team that are going to be able. They, they respond. They yeah. respond. And that's the thing. I mean, Kim and Jay is coming into his own on this team. But when you have Leroy Sané, Kingsley Coleman, you know, uh, Harry Kane, I, maybe it's not the comfortability, and I agree with you. They, there's something about them defensively where they're going to fall apart. Kim and Jay gave the so ball back on the clearance on the goal. Mm -hmm. They have so much firepower that if you end up winning, the quality's going to bail you out at the end of the day. Maybe that's the way it's got to be for now until maybe January transfer window when they can bring in a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe defensive midfielder help, something to solidify the back line a bit more. There are mistakes. But, man, they are just so stacked going forward. They are so dangerous. No, they rely on their 1v1 specialists a lot. And I think going into these games, how good they are, and even their record proves that, that maybe they go in with not the same mentality that they need to have the edge right away. Mm -hmm. They just know that they'll take care of it. But teams are going to prey on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, there's some, some good early tests for them. I'm still pretty confident. I feel like in... early tests for Bayern, it's like, okay, we're not that great. We'll figure it out along the way. Tuchel has something to figure out because for sure this type of form is not going to win you Champions League. Mm -hmm. But look how far away from that we are. They're going to get out of this group. Of course. They're going to get out of this group. They're, when they're they play top already. Like Inter or well, something like that, which really clamps down, that will be interesting. To watch. Mm -hmm. It'll be a good test. Uh, let's transition over to Group B and take a look at the standings there. Guys, I'm going to leave. Don't look now. I know. <laughs> this is when, this is when we, uh, Susanna had her moment last segment. This is when Alexis has his moment. Look at the bookies. Alexis, they got you guys to win the group. Hey, I'm no. goody. Oh, I'm goody. Look, it, it was rough, but uh, congratulations to Racing Group Blanc. That stadium and that atmosphere looked absolutely incredible. And, uh, We're going to see it in just a second. We're going to yeah. do some highlights I mean, first. I'm not, Let's, I'm well, we'll, do PSV. We'll, we'll do PSV Sevilla highlights. <laughs> Let's and, do and that then, first. And then there we go. We'll get a. Here we go. And this was a this was a really good match. I mean, the second half. It, it it was back to back and back with a back to back. What is what am I looking back and forth is the words. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Gujdas, that's his first uh, Champions League goal. Assist from Sergio Ramos. Mm -hmm. by center the way, back to center back. Who ends up 
committing the penalty kick oh, offense here, bringing down Malik Tillman. You Tillman's. can't do that. You can't do that. The spin. Let's go, Tillman. Malik. The American. Luke De Jong gets Puts the it away. time penalty kick. This was kind of crazy towards the end. Um, because Sevilla found the winner. Listen, NAC didn't play at the weekend against Barcelona because he had an ankle issue mm -hmm. and he came back and it doesn't seem like he got an ankle issue there. I mean, high flying Moroccan. Look at that. At that point, Sevilla Pepe think they're flying. But, but. Watch Pepe on this. Oh. <laughs> Stoppage I'm, time heroics Teze. from Jordan Teze. In the 95th minute. It's those big five moments. Amazing. So that one ends in a 2-2 draw. All right, wow, here we wow. go. Lons <laughs> hosting Arsenal. I mean, and the scenes from this oh. place were awesome. I mean, a simple mistake. Uh. The first two goals were really from mistakes. But mm -hmm. look, Gabriel Jesus, who hasn't been the most clinical in front of goals since he's gotten back, uh, I mean, really kept the, kept the defender off, faked, fainted that he was going to go left. Took a mini step to the right and just shot it across the face of the goal. Across the goal. Absolute incredible goal. You don't see flares in the Arsenal end often, uh, so this was nice to see. Um, <laughs> in 16 Champions and League starts, he has 16 11 goal minutes later. 11 minutes later. Why? Oh. Why he? That, that, that falling back outside of the foot, just layoff. What absolute incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, not what you want to see if you're an Arsenal fan, but it was no. a good goal. Oh, I love this play. And then Shemizov Frankowski mm -hmm. on the right. He was threatening the whole game down the right-hand wow. side. Wow, what a mm -hmm. goal. And there's Wahi again. And this was this was the moment where you say to yourself, all right, 69th minute, do we have a chance to, to get it back? But obviously, with no uh, no Saka, no Martinelli, it's going to be tough to play the, the way Michael Arteta wants to play. And I think you saw just too, there's too many players missing, not deep enough. Fabio Vieira came in was not influential, didn't really put a stamp on the mm -hmm. match in any way, shape, or forward. Um, again, Eddie Nketiah came in, I think, a little too late, didn't really get a chance. Reese Nelson looked very active on the left, but again, wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. But you walk away from this saying, okay, you're second in the group. You still have, you still have control of I've your own destiny. I've never seen Alexis so serious on one footy. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just, I, just I, I had a British accent for an entire segment, so I'm trying to take one serious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, look, at the end of the day, we're in Arsenal are in second place. Okay, what about, the, what about Bukayo Saka? Like, what does Arsenal look like without Bukayo Saka? Because mm -hmm. we haven't seen that. No. He plays every single game. No, somebody actually on Twitter posted a photo of him as a, in the youth player, U9s, and said the last time Arteta <laughs> didn't start Saka. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Look, most fans, if you read the group chats I'm in, did not want him to play. I'm included. Mm. Rest in Manchester City. Mm -hmm. And now you saw what happened before it, that. He, he took a knock in yeah. the he last, off, the previous game. Came off the pitch, and early word what is that it's something muscular, uh, which is not great. And... Uh, you know, he wasn't running correctly this entire match either, at least not the way that you're used to seeing mm -hmm. him. He has this sort of burst in his first step, which generally sort of points him in the right direction, especially when he's uh, pressing. And I was watching specifically him press, and he was running very tender. And that's not something you expect from Bukayo Saka. Again, a young player, so you hope he gets back on the pitch. One of the, probably the best player on the team, the mm -hmm. most influential player we have, and someone who completely unlocks, unlocks defenses, especially with how wide he gets. You have to keep someone on him, typically two players. Uh, so this is gonna be, it's gonna be tough for Arsenal to compete without him, that's for sure. So hopefully he comes back quickly. You get know. more serious than when I talk about Boca. <laughs> Did I do well? <laughs> Did I do well? I want to scream, <laughs> but I know we're on live TV. Arteta said it didn't look good. Yeah. I, not to mm. add insult to literal injury here. Neither but. did the subs he made, but uh, what are we here to point fingers? Wow. I mean
I'm a big Arteta guy, but if there's one thing about him is, you know, he hasn't gone out and gotten, uh, you know, backup for uh, for Bukayo Saka, which I've, most fans have been begging for, me included. And his subs, I think, tend to come too late and tend to come in different positions than I think we need. And in a match like this, you saw it bite us in the behind. Yeah. Wasn't good. Wasn't no. pretty. All right, we're going to move along. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're diving into groups C and D. That's right. We are not done. Not even close, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Lots more to talk about. Welcome back. Continuing our Champions League discussion. Group C and D in action yesterday. Here's a look at the results. Real Madrid 3-2 over Napoli in Group C. Braga with the 3-2 win over Union Berlin. Real Sociedad get the 2-0 win over FC Salzburg. And Inter Milan 1-0 over Benfica. All right, let's get into some highlights. We start with Union Berlin Braga. And in the 30th minute here... Geraldo Becker. Geraldo Becker, who's been the man for Union Berlin for the last two seasons now, um, gets the first goal in Union Berlin history at the Olympiastadion. Nonetheless, hmm. uh, fans weren't happy that it wasn't been playing, that wasn't played at the Ander Alten Föhrserei, and he gets uh -huh. the second goal as a brace for Union, who. What's up, man? How what do you blow that? a 2-0 lead and it all well, begins with this mess up by Rono, the goalkeeper, who just puts it on a platter for Nyakate and it all went downhill from terribly, there. Terribly, terribly wrong. And if you're Braga, I mean, you showed a lot of resilience here. Coming back finish. from an early 2-0. Mm -hmm. Wow, Bruma. What a golazzo. Absolute incredible Ooh. goal. He would, that would earn him player of the match. And once again... And Braga showing Union the strength Berlin. Of, the Brazilian, of the Brazilian league. I'm sorry, the Portuguese league. I mean, not giving up. Union Berlin, who, again, so many people, you know, have a bit of a dark horse. But Andre Castro says, nope. And look how much it means for them. This Crazy. is the, the second Champions League match that they lost in stoppage time. Um, and they had some chances at the end. All right, let's move along to Napoli, Real Madrid at the Maradona. And Napoli got on the board first in this one. Yeah, Leo Ostigar, two goals in two games. He scored at the weekend in their big win against Lecce off the crossbar. He rose over everybody. Oh, what a header. Into the back of the net. Pretty good. But then Real Madrid. And we thought they were going to play with José Lu, but Carlo Ancelotti went back to what was good for him at the beginning of the season mm -hmm. with Vinicius oh. and Rodrigo up top, Bellingham finish. behind him. Great finish. The from anticipation Vinny. from Bellingham mm -hmm. to set up Vinicius, who's now back cooking. Is that a Henri-esque opening the... Uh, yes. And then, guys, how good is Jude Bellingham? He's just Watch. so good. I feel like because he just has the audacity to do these <sighs> things, dribbling from the top of the circle straight down the pitch. He has runners on both sides uh. that make center backs kind of doubt where to go. And using his strength just to slot this home. Audacity. I love it. Perfect. I love it. He was born to oh, okay. play for Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. Was this, a, was this a penalty for you? Handball? I thought this was so harsh. What are you oh, supposed to do with your hand? I don't know. I don't know. And the way Christina Uncle sort of talked us through it on the post-match show, I mean, she said, you know, as if it was the bracing hand, it would be different, but it wasn't, and that's just how the rules are. But I, got a, I, don't I, know. I got an issue with the handball. 
it's the, the new way that IFAB has written up the law, it makes it more ambiguous than it does clear. And then this goal ends up being an own goal, obviously. Oh via my gosh. Valverde, it was a zinger. Valverde at the edge of the box is one of the most <sighs> lethal players in the entire world. He is so good, Fede Valverde. There's some pace on that ball. Serious pace on that ball. Uh, so Real Madrid get the 3-2 win at the Maradona in this one. Um, I mean, we've, we've talked ad nauseum about Jude Bellingham, and I just, I, I feel like we're, what we're witnessing right now is just so this, what is it? It, this sort of emergence mm -hmm. of a player that I think is destined to be one of the, the greats. I don't know, Darian, you spoke about, you know, watching that goal and the, uh, the audacity, the Perfect audacity word. of player. He's 20 years. Yeah, he's just 20. But that's what I think is so great is that because he's so young, it looks like he's having fun. Like he's just thoroughly enjoying playing. Like he's just feeding off of the energy and even all of his post-game interviews, he's smiling the whole time. Like he talks about the mistakes, blah, 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 but he's just happy. And I think that emanates in the way that he plays, the way that he interacts with his teammates, the way that he sets everybody up and showing his strength for being 20 years old. He looks like he's been yeah. in the league for 15 years. He's the most established player. They're knocking people off left and right. I, he's swaggy. I love yeah. it. I love oh, watching swaggy. him play. Swaggy. I'm, I'm full of them I mean, today. There was rumors that apparently at Dortmund he was maybe a little not so kind to some of the other players because mm. maybe talked down to them because they weren't at his level. They weren't. You know what I mean? And there's not a lot of players on this planet that are. And you're watching, he's 20 years old. He is clearly a, le a level above the majority of the people on the pitch that he's with. And to see him on this squad, conversation was Erling Haaland and Mbappe, best players in the world, right after Messi and Ronaldo have sort of aged out of that argument. Bro, you might need to add someone else to that. And it's Jude Bellingham, already at 20 years old. And here's the scary part. He might be playing alongside one of those players I just mentioned. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. him and Mbappe on a team together, Oh, Scary. I can't even wait. I mean, you might as well put the terrible disco music or with the EDM <laughs> behind it because it's going to be a YouTube highlight every time they play anyway. You yeah. think um, him playing with Real Madrid and all of these players that have had such decorated careers and Modric and Cruz, do you think that's what's helped him maybe shed that arrogance maybe he had with Dortmund and like develop into the mm. player that we're seeing now? I think I said it and now you're saying something similar. I said it feels like he's played for Real Madrid for the last 20 years mm -hmm. and that was after the first few games. I mean, it's just, he, he sort of, he breathes, he, the air around him, the aura around him is that sort of what you expect a, almost like a Real Madrid Galactico to be. And I know you do sort of feel yeah. similar. This is incredible. It feels like the, the, the football has reached his level, mm -hmm. not he's reaching that I, level. I Does that make sense? Yeah, he, it, it's hard it's to put wild. it into words. He has yeah. understood the task at hand and he has stepped up to the plate and become the symbol of this Real Madrid generation. I'm like gonna run out of adjectives because it's almost <laughs> it my is. same spiel right. every single time. But it's like we say they can't rely so much on Bellingham every time. And every time for this beginning of the season, he's having these performances that it's he's contributing assists, goals, and it's like he was born to play mm -hmm. at Real Madrid. And even if what you're saying is true about the arrogance of that, that he's having, maybe talking down to it some players. It was a rumor, yeah. Even if it's true, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. captain's armband. Yeah. You know, it's like we've seen these clips of Jordan Level and Kobe up. and these players that Jordan were yeah. destined to be greatness. Yeah. You know, <laughs> smack talking <laughs> and practicing. Like, hey, let's step it up. And yeah. now he's he's at a he's at a club where greatness is the only thing that we're willing to accept. And it's like he was born with that kit 
-hmm. It's just it's it's, <laughs> it's been seamless transition. I, I agree with you. I think we need a thesaurus. Wildly impressive. <laughs> I think we need a thesaurus Bellingham. on the table for yeah. when we speak about Jude adjectives. Bellingham. We could Jude flip Bellingham open adjectives. And pick a different word. It is. It's truly Agreed. remarkable. And Mark uh, Ancelotti, after uh, the match, called him a, a gift, and then actually was joking. Was question was like, yeah, let's find his passport because there's no way this kid is is 20 years old. I mean, he's yeah. just, he's, he's got the maturity, the ability and the maturity of somebody that is well beyond their years. And I am, I'm so excited that we're watching Only four players right now have scored more goals in the Champions League before turning 21. And I'm pretty sure it's Haaland, Messi, maybe Ronaldo and Clivert. He's got like eight goals. Everybody else has a little bit more than mm -hmm. that. But the fact that he's been at 20 years old, He's just mature beyond his years. Beyond. He sees himself being one of the greatest of all time. I'm sure he visualized, but he's not getting ahead of himself either. Everything in stride in the moment is just, and, and that speaks about the maturity yeah. at, at 20 years old, to, to, to not get ahead, to not want to be more than you are. And to do it consistently. We've seen, you see so many players like come in and score some goals and have some assists and then they drop off or they kind of ride this roller coaster. He's just had this ascension that's just been steady. Andy, we've also seen players where that Real Madrid shirt is too much for them. Mm -hmm. And it's almost not enough. Heavy is the crown. Especially yeah. as the marquee signing. Especially as an English. There's also, English. also. No shots. No shots. I'm just, just saying. Greatness in the making. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, before we do, let's take a look quickly at the Group D standings. Uh, Inter Milan got that 1-0 win over Benfica yesterday. They're even on points with Real Sociedad, uh, Salzburg, and Benfica in third and fourth. All right, we are going to take a break. Um, we're going to pivot a little bit and chat some pivot. major pivot. league soccer. Pivot. The Wild Wild Western Conference is coming up next. Don't go anywhere.